guys, welcome to Film Nerds Hour. I'm finally getting to do the intro because he, because king of the podcast over here never lets me. But here we are. Um, it is Mar- just Stop make, giving me that look, Noah. <laughs> you stop it. You're just surprised that I got to do the intro before you because you were fully expecting to do the intro because you always do. I shocked you with it. I looked at him and I was like, all right, start the show and you do the intro this time. And he goes, all right, and start. And I immediately, guys! It was perfect. Welcome to Film Nerds Hour. We're doing it. Yes, with your host, Nathaniel Shoemaker. Noah Sweeto, freaking clap. What? Clapping. Our people don't like the clap. Yes, we did it. We did it. We did it. We're shaking hands now. We're shaking hands above the mic. It's on the mic. Can you hear the shaking of the the hands? I'm sorry we're annoying. Welcome. If you did not hear the shake, there's something wrong. Yeah. There's something wrong with you if you didn't hear the shakes. All right. So, uh, last week, we covered the fantastic Pacific Rim. And this week, we are uh, covering covering it. it, It's interesting. It's different. The sequel. uh, um, Disappointing. Okay. We'll just tell it how it is. Uh, sequel Pacific Rim Uprising. However, still exciting because we got John Boyega. So I mean, John, if you listen to this, we'd love to have you on the show after people are allowed to hug again. <laughs> yes, we we all want to hug and nerd out with you because that yeah. would be so much fun. Imagine that. Despite the crappy script and how little your character got to do, you were great in Star Wars. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I thought you were going to say Pacific Rim, and I'm like, he got no, to no. do way more. In he Star got to do Wars. way more in Pacific Rim. He was the main dude. Who's the main character? And we will attack have on the block. Attack to, the block, anybody? We have to do a review on attack yeah. the block. Well, we're saving it for when he's a guest on the show. We're gonna make him watch his own movie. <laughs> that would be <laughs> and torture. Go over it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why we're doing it. <laughs> we, without further ado, are doing Pacific Rim Rising. Uprising. Uprising. I was gonna say Pacific Rim Rising. No, so. Pacific Uprising. Rim Uprising. From uh, 2018, so not that long ago, actually. Yeah, but I don't know why it was called Uprising. Like, I kind of do, but it didn't Because there's fitting. an uprising of the younger generation replacing the newer generation. You know, it's the it's the, it's everything you hated about Rise of Skywalker. Or The Last Jedi. <laughs> I mean, He'll do a rant video at some point, guys. At least, don't worry. And this is the one time you're going to hear me relish this, so... We're, you're not going to catch up it? You're gonna hear. What about your mustard? You're gonna your hear this one time. <laughs> it's the only time you're ever gonna hear it out of my mouth. Is it the way the execution? Now, don't listen to the full podcast. Go check the movie out for yourself because it still is definitely worth it. It's the visuals and the fight scenes are great. We have an issue, some issues with the story. Yes. We will discuss, and I feel like it has to do with the fact that only that Guillermo del Toro was only a producer on this film. Yep. Um. As many plot holes yeah. and <sighs> poor executions of plot there was in The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. It's got more plot holes than the, than the lung of an 80-year-old smoker. looks like a masterpiece almost by comparison to, yeah. to what Pacific the f- Uprising was. The fight scenes are happening during the day. <laughs> it's so I nice. I <laughs> problem with that, but... No, I'm just saying, it's like they're showing off how better their effects are, because it's happening during the day. Yes, but the effects... Oh, Disney got put to shame on that. Not to diss any of the creators, because we understand that not every studio is granted the amount of time to polish every little thing. Yeah. Like Pacific Rim was. But. We gotta. We. we, Yeah. Wowie, the graphics. 
mm-hmm. we we need to talk about like how this was like when you watch Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. one, two, and three, three especially on Blu-ray and in high definition. Yeah. Like, there are th- two parts of the Caribbean movies that I love because of the visual effects at World's End and and uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Mm-hmm. My God, are the special effects for those absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. They're up there. I'd still say Pacific Rim is better, even so more so than the Avengers, these two Pacific Rim movies. So, credit yeah. to that team. And the credit to the team, which wouldn't surprise me if they ended up on the Pirates of the Caribbean production as exactly. well. Wow. Great job. But uh, Pacific Rim Uprising from 2018, we got a few uh, returning cast members as well as some new faces. So we got um, Rinko Kikuchi, I hope I said her name right this time, maybe again, I don't know, as returning as Mako Mori. Um, and we got Bern Gorman as... Gottlieb and Charlie Day as Newton, of course, coming back. Those are literally the only returning cast members. <laughs> Scott Eastwood is new, right? Scott Eastwood, yes. Lambert. He plays Nate Lambert. Uh, he And John Boyega as uh, Jake Pentecost. You heard that right. He is the son of Idris Elba's character, which I like that as a character choice of who yeah. we're going to follow for this movie. Like Stacker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got... Uh, Kaylee Spaney as Amara Namani. She most recently was in the, the sequel to The Craft. I haven't checked that out yet, but I heard all right things from that. I heard those. Mm-hmm. We got Jing Tian as Li Wen Xiao. She's, she's a leader of a corporation. A lot happens with that character. And Idra Arjona? Adria Arjona as Jules Reyes. She's like the mechanic at this base that we get. And then we're we're going to go through real quick the cadet list here. Which we have to be excited because Karn Brer. Yeah, he was in Jesse back in the day. Yeah, and he's still in Bunked, I believe. Him and Is he? Uh, Cameron Boyce, rest in peace, oh, were very yeah. close. Uh, but he played Cadet Shuresh. Shuresh, yeah. He was great in this. And he, yeah, he's, he, he's one of those guys where, you know... He's gone places for sure. He's one of the few people who are going to make it out of, like, the Disney bubble and actually, like, still act. Yeah. Well, he also doesn't look and sound like himself, too. He's really matured. Yeah, yeah. Because he's in his 20s now, too. Mm -hmm. We got Ivana Sakano as uh, Victoria. Who's Bennett? She looks familiar. A couple of movies that have come come up. Uh, Most, uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me with uh, Mila Kunis. And Let It Snow is what you guys are going to probably That's know her. probably it. Uh, we got Levy Meaden as Elia. Uh, Lily G as Meline. Shirley Rodriguez as Renita. Uh, this guy's just a one-word name. Good for you, dude. Mac Inu as Ryochi. And Wesley Wong as Gene Hai. And I would feel amiss for not uh, mentioning him because he is important to the story. Uh, Shang Jin as Marshall Kwan. He is the new Marshall of the Jaeger program. So he's very important as well. Yeah, and a lot of the other cast, you can look at for yourself. It's very uh, kind of background characters yeah. or people who mm-hmm. have a little bit of speaking dialogue. But Yeah, we, 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 we went through the main people you follow throughout this story. Which, yeah, it's a pretty beefy main cast for a movie that's not even two hours. I would say. And that's not a bad thing. 
No, I think it's a good thing. I think it was paced nicely. I think it was done well. Yeah. Um, with the cast that they had. Um, mm-hmm. However, the script, I think... There's some issues. There's some issues. <laughs> There's some issues. But the character development and the mm-hmm. relationships were surprisingly strong despite the flaws oh, yeah. that the script had. Oh, yeah. We'll get into it. But, like, we find out some characters' backstories and it's like, oh, no. Like, you have every right to be who you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 I, I enjoyed the comedic moments throughout this movie. None of them felt like... Well, some felt unnecessary. But there like, was a lot that did feel unnecessary, like you did not need to do John it. John Boyega's dialogue never felt unnecessary. His delivery for that humor was fantastic. No. There was... What, what what did he say uh, in one of the scenes? Oh, yeah. Your top lip and your bottom lip need to meet. And become friends. And yeah. become friends. And I was like... You're using that. Me. Yeah. That's a great line. Or also, I like when he's making ice cream. and <laughs> How many toppings do you need? Don't just me on my toppings. Do not bogart my toppings, mate. <laughs> it's just like covering ice cream with whipped cream and sprinkles. Yeah, it is It is truly great. Yeah. So so we open up John Boyega's characters recapping for us what we already know from the first film. So, oh, wait. I should probably stop. Um, if, if you guys want to see this yourself, um, premium subscription for Hulu and Sling TV, you can watch this. And then rentals on Prime, Vudu, Google Play, and YouTube. You know, the standard stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, again, if watch it for the action. The story we'll get into, but you know, we're not the biggest fans it's, of that. It's still worth it. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, a, it's still very much worth for it. For sure. If you it. still want to see robots fight monsters, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, with the original Godzilla movies. If you're not somebody who is particularly fond of international film dialogue, yeah. it's still definitely one of those things where you can still watch all the destruction and still kind of. There's something in here for there. There, there's something in here for you to enjoy because we did. Yeah. We did enjoy it to an extent, but it's just well, we'll get into it. Yeah. I would say uh, if you've watched Godzilla King of the Monsters, it's kind of like that, except the story mm. is better in King of Monsters. Yeah, but. But, um, so yeah, that's your warning. We're going to go through the full plot summary. <laughs> I think we're almost at 40 episodes of this show, so that should be, that should go without saying at this point Think what our show somewhat, is. But still, yeah. just so for the people who are new. Yeah, hi. Those of How'd you find us? <laughs> unfortunate people who do complain that, well, you didn't say it's spoiler, so just in case. Yeah, just where we... Be wary. Yeah, I know people are still going to get mad, but whatever. Um... So yeah, come back, watch it, come back, or just stick around if you don't care. Uh, but we open up John Boyega's character, uh, Jake Pentecost. He's running over like what this world is now. So it's been 10 years since uh, the gate closed. Um, some places are still very impoverished. But he kind of enjoys it that way. Because as he says, he'd rather live in half a mansion than a crappy apartment, you know? Which is true. I mean, it's still lost base. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just like these countries where like there's crushed, there's there's kaiju bones everywhere, and it's just you know, it's very like okay. But he's showing that he like. It's kind of like extreme bartering for him. So like it shows him like of what he needs to do to survive because everything has like a different monetary value now. So he like trades some guy's Oscar for like a box of. <laughs> like cereal yeah it was i think it was like captain crunch or like no 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 what's the one with tony the tiger 
Uh, Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes, yeah. And then he traded, like, I don't even know what it was with some guy, and he got two boxes of Oreos. My favorite was he traded a Lamborghini for a case of 20 bottles of Sriracha. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a choice. Wait, what did he trade again? It was like a Lamborghini. It was like a really nice car for just a little, like, 20-bottle worth case of Sriracha. I mean... It's like you really love Sriracha. Granted, I'd say at least he has his priorities Well, and then straight. it cuts to him, like, going to this place where he's going to steal some decommissioned Jaeger parts. Like, him and these thugs are breaking in to do that. So you get the sense that he, like, you know... He steals stuff to get food, you know. It's kind of how it works at his at this point in his in his life, you know. Yeah. Because we find out uh, some stuff later in regards to you know, past and stuff like that. But he um he ends up like they're looking for the core of this one, so they're gonna sell it, and these guys like he can't find it, so these guys pull a gun on him. He like kind of tricks him into like falling through a hole but then he starts because he's tracking its signature so he's chasing the person who got there before them and he chases them back to this place where they're they're building their own jaeger like it's out of scraps and it's called scrapper but they're building their own jaeger which is really impressive you know that they know what they need and like how to put it together yeah, which I'm sure plans have probably fallen out by then and probably X people got eliminated mm-hmm. from whatever Jaeger program and so and so. Exactly. So. But but she, like, attacks him. He, like, grabs the pipe from her and he's like, who are you? And, like, you know, they have, like, a little conversation. He's like, we're going to sell this. And she goes, no, we're not. I need this when for when the kaijus come back so no one's there to help rescue me, which is, it's an important line of dialogue for those. For what for what we find out because the girl is um amara namani who she's like how old would you guess she is maybe like 16 18 17 18 somewhere around there yeah she's not an old person but a kid you know so young adult but but he got tracked by like the cops so they get into her Jaeger, which is small enough that it's, it only takes a single neural load. So it's a little bitty thing. Um, but she starts piloting it. He's kind of just in it, hanging out. And um, they there's another Jaeger that's, like, going to arrest them. It, it's in charge of arresting people who are in, like, illegal use of Jaegers, you know. So am I, am I saying that correctly? I believe so. Okay. So, so he ends up, they, they, they end up like running from it. It's cool because the Jaeger can like turn into a ball and roll around, which it's, it does a full Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun stuff and a lot of fun concepts that they explore in this one. But ultimately it gets captured. They both get arrested. And then he, he talks to Mako via hologram stuff. And she's like, don't worry, I got you out of this. And he goes, oh, that's awesome. How'd you do that? Because he's like, whatever it is, I'm worth it. And, uh, whatever it is, I'll do it. And she goes, oh, um, I signed you up for the, Ye- for the Jaeger program. You're going to be a ranger again. And he goes, nope, not doing it. And she goes, don't worry, they're coming by to pick you guys up soon. 
you guys yeah the new recruit and he goes no not her and then she just disappears <laughs> like classic big sister thing like just nope yep sorry hanging up bye like <laughs> and the funniest thing is because he goes out and says she she just left me on hologram yeah so, yeah <laughs> it's a nice line but um yeah it's either that or they both go to jail so they both take him up on the offer and we go to the we go to a base where um that the marshal is at it's it's like the main i feel like saying it's the main base is not a it's it's the main training facility for Jaeger for Jaeger pilots i think yeah but we meet uh, Nate Lambert, Scott Eastwood's character. Apparently, him and Jake, they used to pilot together. But they're going to work together to train the new recruits. There's some there's some animosity there. And we find that out later. We also find out that they both have a crush on the same girl. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes it a little... Well, they didn't really play much on that, though. They played enough on it for jokes. But they didn't actually, like, make it serious, you know? But, um, Amara meets her fellow cadets. Victoria hates her straight off the bat. And we find out that's because she failed the entry exam three times before they actually let her in. And Amara kind of just got picked up out of nowhere, didn't even have to take an entry exam. Yeah, but I mean, in all fairness, she also didn't make her own mech. Exactly. Like, I, I don't think we're amiss in thinking that Amara has earned her place, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, is understandable, but also kind of like, you gotta realize that had you made your own Jaeger, mm-hmm. and you were just a street orphan... Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that's yeah. enough. Like, you clearly know what you're talking... And you evaded uh, a ba- a full-size Jaeger for a pretty decent amount of time as and well. And evaded the whole public eye while creating one because i can't you can't tell me that those things don't have some sort of tracking for that reason Mm -hmm. exactly but she meets um pals around with a few um and then uh we we meet lee wen shao who she she's there with her company because they're gonna make jaeger drones so essentially someone controls it from a remote location one person and uh full safety for them and all that you know but you can already see why that's a problem yeah yeah you you immediately picked up on like yep i know what's gonna happen (laughs) yeah well and i was also just kind of like why change something that's already working exactly it ain't broken why fix it and i guess the reason that they said was like it takes a while for actual Jaeger pilots to get to other countries but it's like okay pinpoint the high risk areas train pilots there have them live there like what's the i mean they already the have issue? given up that it's a military exactly when you join the military you're you're essentially putting saying i may not have a family i may be on deployment all these times before exactly. I settle down exactly but godlieb he's working at this base and newton he works for Shao's company they, they meet and they start talking about stuff. Gottlieb has an idea for fuel where you mix kaiju blood with some uh, earth materials and it's highly combustible and it could propel you very far. Newt, he's kind of, he's kind of gotten posh about himself. Like he's, you know, he's making decent money working for this company. He's kind of become, oh, what's the word? An Perfect asshole? Dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ever seen The Office? Yeah. Spoilers for The Office. Oh, Ryan. Yeah. That. He turned into a dick. Exactly. 
exactly. But, um, he's like, come on, you should have dinner with me sometime. We can finally meet Alice. And that's a line that I was like, oh, no. Like, I was already like, okay, he's got a relationship, but why is it, like, why hasn't he met, like, you know, there's a lot of questions. Because they were friends at a point, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But they end up, um, you know, you see the cadets training a bit. There's not much happening. Scott, uh, Nate Lambert and Jake, they, they talk about how they need to, like, put their past aside for the sake of training the kids. Because they're the future of it, you know. And he talks about how Jake's, like, the best pilot he's ever seen. So he shouldn't throw, like, he shouldn't throw away his talent away for his pride. Which is, you know, it's a common message, but it's a message that's good to hear nonetheless. It's always good to hear it because it is one of those valuable things, and I don't really think you can avoid it. Yeah, exactly. But Mako says that they're having, like, a, they're having a vote uh, as to whether or not deploy these drones in the coming days. And uh, the new Gypsy, Gypsy Avenger... I, I'm, I'm not going to know a lot of these Jaegers' names, mostly because even though it is the same number of Jaegers, I just didn't... I didn't care as much about these ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and there is a lot. And, yeah. You know. But Gypsy Avenger is the new Gypsy model. So Nate and Jake are going to stand there kind of as security. So the day happens of, like, the voting... They're, they, they don't think much is going to happen, but then Obsidian Fury, a rogue Jaeger, just comes out of the water in Sydney, Australia. Sure. <laughs> so far, of course. Yep. And, As Coach Steve would say. <laughs> and starts, like, just shooting missiles and trying to kill people. Um, them and Gypsy start fighting. Obsidian's clearly more skilled. Because, you know, Jake and Nate aren't, like, fully... Their neural handshake isn't as strong as it once was at a point. Right. But the the worst part... And here we start off with the parts we hated plot-wise about this movie. And this is just the beginning. Um, because they do something we both agreed extremely unnecessarily. Right? We both agreed on that? Yeah. Yeah, they killed Mako. She gets blown up, and it's a thing where he's, like, he's almost close enough to save her. Like, the finger of his Jaeger that was going to catch the helicopter touches it, and it crashes and explodes, and she dies. Which, and they barely had her in the movie. It wasn't even a full hour. It was, like, only she, 30 minutes. She was the female lead in the first one, and she dies. What the frick is the purpose of that? Yeah, which, uh, if, like I've always said with Star Wars was my thing with, Luke. Yeah. You, you can't just take a main character from a previous movie and kill them off just like that. It's not how it works. No, and I, I understand, like, the whole save a cat script writing theory of, like, oh, we had to kill off someone close so you would care about Jake. His dad died in the last one. We already cared about him. You know? Like, you said that up front. Yeah, it's one of those things that really did not need to be put out there because it's one of those things no. that really took away Cause like, cause like Raleigh's still out there, and they want him to be in the third one if this movie is warranted as a sequel. Which at this point, I don't think it did. So why um, kill her off so you can have Jake and Raleigh pilot together? No, I want to see, I want to see Jake and Amara and Mako and Raleigh and together, I, like I mean, and a we, team. We were saying too that there's a lot 
that could have been different taking mm-hmm. her out of commission like they could have teamed up and she could have become crippled yeah like to an put extent. her in a wheelchair i don't know like don't kill her like what was the point of having her in this movie she got like 10 minutes of screen time not even no she got about six minutes in full yeah. i think even. i could count how much dialogue she has on one hand like it was so unceremonious and i'm surprised the actress even like signed up to be a part of something like that you know what i mean I mean, it was probably just to come back for the fans, as a lot of them do. Yeah. I mean, I think Arnold comes back to Terminator for the fans. I don't think it's oh, going yeah. to check. Oh, yeah. He just loves doing movies, well, and same as Sylvester Stallone. He loves pleasing fans. Exactly. That's like, ugh. That just made me so upset, and it soured the whole experience for me, you know? Yeah. It, when it's like, it's also a weird position for her to be in, because it's only been ten years, so it's like... Did she just stop being a pilot after that? Because, like, being a pilot, as we saw in the first one, being a pilot was all she ever wanted to be. So now she's just a diplomat? That doesn't that doesn't make sense with me. It didn't make sense, and it's like, it wouldn't have been... You would have thought, if anything, uh, Stacker dying would have encouraged her more to show why we need people... Why we need Jaeger pilots, yeah. Because we need people who can make that sacrifice, and also people... Make those tough calls. Yeah, because, I mean, it's easy to sacrifice, but also when it's not you. Exactly. It's easy to sacrifice something else and just be like, okay, well, it's easy. Mm-hmm. So, definitely one of the bad choices of this movie that really shouldn't have existed, period. Exactly. Exactly. But, so, she dies, Jake doesn't handle it well. Him and Amara, they have a moment because she's trying to work on... Um, because she, fa- she she did a um, she did a test like a, a simulation and she lost you know but to be fair the the simu- as Jake said it was a high level threat testing it up against a new person so it's like maybe ease right. them into it but she's been trying to like practice neural handshakes so Jake and she apologizes to Jake about what happened. And he's like, here, let's let's try it together. So we get, so Jake gets into Amara's memories, and we find out why she's so like trying to prepare for like a uh, a kaiju attack. And we we both figured probably something happened with her family. We didn't think her whole family died. No, that was <laughs> like, I was thinking maybe she had like a single mom situation, and the mom died. No, she had a mom, a dad, a brother. They were attacked on a pier, and she was on the other side, and he goes, come on, jump to us. And as she's about to jump, just stomp. And I was like, the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell was that? Like, just punk. And I was like, but I, I kind of liked it, because it really made for the abrupt, that's going to be the last image. So your yeah. family was about to help you, and they died. Exactly. Because it was always, because of that family photo, and that's what, she's always going to blame herself, survivor's guilt. Yeah. If she would have never crossed over to the other side of that bridge before the kaiju came out, she would have she would have been with her family at least. Or maybe they would have started leaving the pier together. They would have been able to leave faster, not have to worry about her. But it's just it's so weird to me. Like she's just like, "Come on, jump, honey, you can do it," and then just clunk. It's the abruptness, and yeah. I think that both works in its favor and works against it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it would be like that in that situation. Like, if someone's getting crushed That's by a monster, it. it would just be like, puh. You wouldn't exaggerate it. Like, a, oh, ah, it would have been but like... But it feels, it feels like they're copying... It feels like they're taking away 
Mako's story in a sense. Because, like, Mako, her family died, too. And, like, that's why, at a very young age as well. But I think that's but, supposed to be, like... Now, and I see from both sides, I kind of like it because it's kind of the same sense of... Mm-hmm. If you look at, like, any of the Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. especially the newer ones, everybody's same story has the same type of story. They mm-hmm. all died because of one monster or the other. Yeah, exactly. But it's the circumstances that make them die. So when it comes to kaiju-type movies, mm-hmm. I don't really expect the story to be that different. No. Because yeah. of the fact that there's only so much you can do. Now, if it were to come to, like, a slasher film or maybe kind of a monster movie, you know, and they're hunting monsters. Kind of like a quiet place take, for example. Yeah. There's so many things that you can do and implement with that that you could try to kill with the monsters and defeat them. There's exactly. only so much you can do with 300-plus-foot monsters, though. Exactly. So that part I was a bit understanding. Well, it was a thing of, like, they felt like they were just trying... I felt like they were just trying to one-up it because Mako's family died off-screen, and this, we actually, like, see it, so it feels like... You know what I mean? But then again, yeah. Mako did get adopted, and she kind of just became an orphan. So I don't know. Yeah, she really know. fended for herself and improved her intelligence. And I think a lot of that motive, though, was nice to see. Because, mm-hmm. it, you know, while we didn't get to see Mako really acknowledge that, one of the things that I really, really liked mm-hmm. was thinking of the fact that she's like mako she became very 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 ambitious yeah didn't want anybody to fight her battles for her after that and she wanted to kick some kaiju ass for her family yeah. and she yeah. wanted to be able to take that initiative to show somebody else don't be saved but don't rely on everybody else rely on yourself exactly and i don't think they really explain that very well mm-hmm. that the whole reason that she wanted to not have to rely on anybody else which granted i love that this movie didn't really push the kind of feminazi agenda oh yeah they could have they it totally wasn't could've. the whole sjw thing what really made this nice is that a female character is a female character in the series yeah but they, it I passes the um mary sue it, test no it's not the mary sue test it's i think it's like the um i hear the name of the test but the test there's a test where if you can tell i'll look it up later but there's a test in movies that people do where the test is do two female characters in the movie have a conversation yeah it's that isn't no 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 let me talk that have a conversation that isn't about a male character Uh, the mary sue test is a character who win is a female character who just does everything correctly because plot you know that's a completely different thing okay i feel like there's some maybe i am thinking of something else you're thinking of something else 100 percent. but but anyway, it, so it, it was nice to have her just as a character to be a character, not. Yeah, I'm sorry if I came harsh there, but you were interrupting me, and you know how I get about that. Uh, no, it's fine. don't worry, audience, we're fine. We're still best friends. Yeah, we fist bumped. It was forced, um, but whatever. Um, so, no. but I, I, I just feel like the message wasn't properly explained. Mm-hmm. That it was about her wanting to go out and and just be her own person and show that you don't need to have big fancy suits and everybody there to rescue you you can you can contribute yeah exactly 
when a threat comes. And that mm-hmm. was the kind of same with Mako, that that was kind of her ambition, too. Yeah. So so then we, we cut back to um, Xiao's business place. The... The drone stuff, they're going to have to, like, ramp up production within 48 hours because they got approval after the attack. Uh, so Newt's like, all right, let's let's ramp up production. And his assistant's like, that's impossible. And he goes, it is? Well, you're fired. Or you're promoted, depending on how this goes. <laughs> Which, it's kind of like, you need to realize, dude, that this is not all about you. Yeah. It's a well. He well, yeah. I mean, he, it's a thing where he, he got pushed by his boss, so he, as a boss, He's is pissed. pushing his underlings. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a cycle. But I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I I get where he's coming from, but him as somebody from the last movie, mm-hmm. it kind of pissed me off because he's like, you know how it is with the time limit. Exactly. So you should be kind of more understanding. Of yeah. How this was. Well, going. he's not for a reason. We find out in a second. Another yeah. plot point we both hated because it was really out of place left field. In left field, yeah. Because he like he goes home and he goes, "Oh, honey, I'm home." And he's like just saying work stuff and he goes, "Oh, I should probably stop talking about it." How was your day? And he goes into his room and it's a kaiju brain. Alice, his wife, is a kaiju brain. With Alice written on the tank, which is absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Uh, this was hands down worse than Luke Skywalker milking <laughs> that beast on Octu. You said it straight up out loud. You were like, what the? <laughs> it. No. Yeah, no. And then he like puts a headset on and goes, oh, you read my mind, baby. And it's like, are you having mind Oh, sex? well, they were. He's like, you want to have a little bit of fun? Fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're adults. We all know what the heck you mean. But it's like, it's a monster. Yeah, it's a It's like bestiality. Monster. Um, we knew you loved kaijus before, but come on, man. It, that's <laughs> what I think. They, they really expanded that, and I felt like it was supposed to be a joke. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it into a plot point. Yeah. Later, which was like, no. Exactly. But we find out because Mako left them a clue when she died, which was the face of a kaiju. But they looked through the database, didn't match anything. But they find out it's not actually the face of a kaiju. It's actually a location in Iceland or Greenland or somewhere. Siberia. Near Siberia. Of like an old Jaeger construction facility. To which I'm like, what kind of positions of islands somehow look like a Jaeger, uh, a kaiju face? You know? Yeah, that was kind of... That's a weird-ass coincidence. Yeah, and that was one of the other things that was kind of like... That's a stretch? Yeah, there I was kind of like, really? Yeah, but they end up going, um, Gypsy Avenger ends up going there, and Obsidian Fury attacks them, but this time they, like, actually do pretty good in the fight because, you know, they're they're teaming up better. It's a beautiful fight. It's no, in the Antarctic, and there's a lot of effects going on. Yeah, uh, that was one of the cool things about uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, too. Mm-hmm. It's something about the snow and the way that they especially reflected everything. Yeah. On key. Because like we said earlier, this development team really knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, they end up beating it up, and they're like, let's get him out of that rig. And they pull it open, and it's a kaiju brain. It's like, wait. The hell? So they bring it back, and... um. Gottlieb dissects it, basically says it's a piece of a kaiju brain that is operating a Jaeger as though it is a kaiju. 
so they've but it was constructed by humans and then as it's like there the cadets sneak in and they cut something open amara gets acid on a dude's arm and she gets expelled from the program she gets expelled for the program and this is also after um her and victoria had a fight which you really enjoyed because, like, Victoria's yeah. a lot taller than Amara, but Amara did the classic, like, I'm tiny, so I'm going to jump on you and <laughs> flip you over my shoulder, because yeah. why not? Mm-hmm. Use your resources. When she's like, you're a street rat, you don't belong here, and she and she doesn't, and he goes, she goes, you know where I learned that? On the streets, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Which is an exact quote, it's yeah. just so good, because it's like, this is what I always say. When it comes to these, I'm like, people are like, oh, they're so tall and intimidating. And I'm like, unless they look like the mountain. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't matter. No, I can no. get to your feet. I you have more it. access to wrap around you. Exactly. So, but yeah, they they check it out. She gets expelled. But she says that the... the at, the thing that they're using to power it, it's from the Shao's Industries. So they had a part in making this. So they send Godlieb to talk to find Newton and tell him about it. And while all this is happening, the drones are getting delivered. And as she as Amara's about to leave, the drones turn and start attacking everybody. And just killing a lot of people, which is what I predicted. Cause <laughs> yeah, you knew you knew why that was going to happen. Would you do well, something stupid? Also, you said that when when the attack happened, Newt was very like, I mean, a lot of people died. Someone I worked with, and and she was like, I know, I was there. It was horrible. But if this is what we had to do to go forward, then maybe it was a good thing. And it's like, hold on, <laughs> no, no, that's not. People died. Like, that's not okay. That's like saying, um, oh, yeah. Just because it was a woman who was voting against your business doesn't mean it's okay that she died. But they all start attacking people. And Godlieb gets new and he's like, they're attacking. We gotta go. And they're like, they have a, they have a, they have a fight scene in an elevator, <laughs> which was awesome. Top three. Top three fight elevator fight scenes. I'd yeah, that, that was Definitely like up there. up there with Captain America, but it was not long enough. <laughs> but it's like an old guy hitting some dude with a cane and Charlie Day punt decking a guy and hurting his hand. Which was great. Yeah. And then we get well, to Well, they get to the lab the and we get to another point, plot point. Like, oh my gosh. If Mako's death didn't take Noah out of this and Newt falling in love with a kaiju brain didn't make him want to stop mu- watching this movie... Holy shit. Because Newt gets there and he's like, don't worry, I can hack their system. And then he, like, secures their system. And he goes, what did you just do? And he goes, what I wanted to do for the last ten years. Destroy the world. And we're, and <laughs> you, what was the phrase you yelled? <laughs> I don't even remember. I, it was I, akin to fuck off. <laughs> it was on those bullshit. levels. Like, because we're like, what? What? <laughs> Like, no, it's very obviously Shao. Like, he was being sympathetic. You making it someone we like is just the same as killing Mako. You're taking away. The yeah. only original character we have now is Godlieb? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is something that you introduce at the end of the movie, because I believe this is supposed to be a trilogy. You yeah. introduce that at the end of the movie. That he was evil the whole time. Yeah. So ever since the first one. That would be great. 
And it would make more sense mm-hmm. that he's been trying to battle this. Exactly. But Shao comes in and she goes, what did you do? And he goes, she's like, how did you do this without me knowing? He goes, you you work with a company that's 40% automated. I just had to do a little over here and a little over there. Nobody noticed a thing. To which I'm like, really? No one noticed you were putting brains inside of spheres, bro? Okay. Sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing with AI. Like, who, who's really going to pay attention if you're he the head of it? He had people working for him. <laughs> he, I mean, obviously he probably paid some people off and was like... Probably. Probably. But it's just like, the, the other issue it, it's is... It's random. Yeah, and Charlie Day, I love you, man, but you don't play a great villain. You play kind of a skeezy, squirrely villain. Like, I didn't find you intimidating, it which felt, I felt like I should have, you know? It felt like... I didn't feel as betrayed. pot. Yeah. In... Gotham? No. In, uh... In, um... <clears throat> trying to think of it. Arkham? The Arkham games. God, he was annoying. It's like Riddler. Yeah. But he wasn't as annoying as Riddler. He wasn't... I wasn't scared. It was like... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel betrayed. I felt like it was forced. And that it, was my issue with yeah, it. Yeah, I felt like telling Swiper no swiping and him going, Oh, man! Exactly. Running away. Exactly. But um. Anyways, uh, Newt gets away, and Zhao starts like rehacking the drones and fixing them. And I love how they she had her hair up, but by the time she's hacking the drones, her hair is down. So I'm like, what are you signaling? She's good. Like, what is this? What? Oh yeah, it's called, it's literally the. Equivalent. I have my hair down now. I am good. Let, okay. Well, it's literally the equivalent of. Tobey Maguire's, oh, I want to look goth, I'm bad. Exactly. And scrapes his exactly. hair It's like... Hair change. That totally Whoa. is a personality. He's bad. Exactly. Ooh. Like, before, she wouldn't even shake the marshal's hand. The marshal. Like, what the heck is the deal with that? Like, I realized I was wrong. Please forgive me. Exactly. No, like... Uh, okay, right, whatever. whatever. But... So the the drones get destroyed. A lot of people died. Um, but the drones were also, like, making new rifts. And three kaijus got out. So two Category 4s and a Category 5. And they're all heading toward Japan. Ooh, here we go. Another plot point we both hated that didn't make any sense to either of us. We find out that this entire time... All of the kaijus that have ever come out of a rift have all been going to Mount Fuji because they're going to throw themselves into the volcano and explode and cause a dust cloud that's going to wipe out all life on Earth. I'm sorry. They were all going there. Why didn't they, I don't know, open rifts closer to there? The heck is the purpose of this? (laughs) Yeah, it really didn't make a whole no like it just seemed like something you added on for this like clearly Guillermo del toro when he wrote the first one knew what he was doing like yeah monsters attacking cities they're destroying and killing people for the sake of the fact they're monsters like it was like an homage no brainer respect but it's like no they're all going to mount fuji like what no no what we what i even said was like okay you're telling me that they dicked around for five years and couldn't make it to the destination yeah yeah. With an open rift with unlimited monsters going through because they're cloning them? If you have infinite resources, you open up the first monster's rift 
when they're all super vulnerable, not in San Francisco, but right next to Mount Fuji. <laughs> yeah. What is the issue here? <laughs> and I'm sorry, but not sorry, because uh, I forget. It just who seems like lazy this. writing for a climax. It was lazy writing. This whole movie was really lazy writing. Again, that's why we emphasize the writing for the action sequences are fantastic, but the choreography is great because. Yeah. Uh, this well, this explains it too. It was written by four different people. That you know what I I I did think while watching this movie. There's no way it could have been written by less than two Stephen people. Stephen S. D. Knight oh, directed it, four. but Stephen S. D. Knight, um, Emily Carmichael, Kira Snyder, and T. S. Now Nolan, okay. Nolan, and I am correct in saying that this. Guillermo del Toro wrote the first one, right? Yes. Okay. You can't have four people writing, writing this. Yeah. You, you can't be a writer's one. room like pitch meeting. Like you got to have a I mean, no shade to Steven Knight, mm. but come on, man. Yeah. You got to write it. It's a, it's one thing if you have opinions, but you know, but I, I mean, it like seems like state. he he hasn't done much. He really just came off of Spartacus and then did this movie Spartacus Gods of the Arena and mm-hmm. then did this. Like, the stakes don't need to be, oh, they're going to throw themselves into the mountain and the whole world's going to die. How about the stakes are, they're going to kill people? Like, is that not big enough of a stake for you? (laughs) It really just... The other stakes that they already had was, these are the last Jaegers we have, and if they destroy them, we're fucked. Like, why why not have that just be the stakes? Like, I don't understand it. We don't need to have every movie be like, if we don't do this, the world will end. Yeah, I mean... Have that for the last movie. <laughs> I mean, look at, like, the Avengers. It wasn't exactly like the world is gonna end. No, the first one, uh, uh, aliens were coming to attack New York. And it was like, yes, they're a threat, but they're not gonna take over the world. Exactly. Second one, Ultron it was just gonna had... drop a rock and, like... Exterminate a majority of the planet yeah but initially the plan was billions but when he realized he couldn't do that he was going to just settle for millions yeah and he was going to rebuild from that and then slowly dominate the world but his focus was let's take this part yeah. and see where it goes thanos didn't even destroy the whole world he just did like half what? he just did half <laughs> the universe he was just like i just want balance I don't, i'm not even coming for the world i just want balance yeah however in doing so there's a lot of flawed reasons, mm-hmm. mostly for the fact that a you can't just kill a bunch of people. Yeah, it's it's immorally it's incorrect. Immorally incorrect, just because you have the power to do so doesn't yeah. mean you should. And on top of that, do you know how many people would die and how many people did die because mm-hmm. of the fact that you just you randomly picked half people to die, and it turns out some of those half people were pilots of planes. Cars, even. Yeah. Everybody who's driving stuff, and you just killed so many people. I will say, someone pointed out something. Because when they came back from the snap, like, five years later, um, they, like, showed up in the same spot they were. Somebody pointed out, like, what if they were in a parking lot? And, like, a car was parked. <laughs> yeah, they did it with the plane, too, because everybody responded. Well, they all spawned... Where they were. Where they were. So, technically, everybody who was on a plane They're... just falls in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> if half the plane disappeared, then all of a sudden they're going to have all these people crashing in planes because they're all getting sucked into the jet engines and other stuff. Like, the whole thing, Thanos murdered a whole bunch of people. It mm-hmm. wasn't even just him 
killing people I, because of his name. It. The most terrifying thing for me is what if someone was standing in the exact spot you were standing in? <laughs> yeah, what and you reverbed like, are you gonna mer- morph into their body? Like, what's because that that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a fly situation. What happens with there? But I mean, that's like all the the stuff you know that could happen. So it's like. Nick Fury disappeared in the middle of the road. Did he get hit by a car and no one told us? <laughs> Apparently, well, according to the... Or, or no, that was Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. No, that was... No, he was. According to Spider-Man Far From Home spoilers, he was up all in the scroll shit having fun. Oh, yeah. After Tony's funeral or something. <laughs> but back, back to the movie at hand. So... Oh, yeah. Back to a not-as-great movie as Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Um, so they're like, all right, we'll use your experimental jet fuel and fly what Jaegers we have to, uh, to, de- to defend, to keep them from getting to Mount Fuji. And since all the pilots we have are dead, <laughs> let's have yeah. all the cadets do it. <laughs> and I'm like... The ones I, who got their heads ripped off early during assimilation. Yeah, the ones who, like, didn't do great. Like, and it's, like, I understand these are the hands you have on deck, but it's still, like, okay. All right. <laughs> not all hands on deck need to be those. Like, okay, I get mm-hmm. some of you may not be part of the program anymore. Mm-hmm. Get your asses on there. I'm not asking you. Exactly. My favorite is, um,. John Boyega starts off his speech with, I know you're expecting me to give a great speech like my dad, but I'm not my dad. And then he proceeds to give a great speech. (laughs) Which I feel like was not even as funny as a joke. It was like, are you serious? So you're contradicting everything again. Mm -hmm. Nice job. Exactly. Well, and then there's like (laughs) the, the love triangle thing that we both said was weird. Because during the attack... She falls on Nate and, like, saves him, and she's on top of him. And John Boyega's like, seriously? Right now? Which is a nice quip, but it's like, oh, there's explosions. Maybe don't make a joke. And then, like, earlier in the movie, she made eyes at Jake. So it's like, okay, who is she? And then, before they get sent off, she kisses both of them on the cheek and walks away. (laughs) And Jake is like, were you as confused as I am? <laughs> it's like before Leia and Luke were supposed to be siblings. And she kissed both Han and Luke. She just made yeah. out with Han and Luke. Mm-hmm. And was like, what do I do with this information? Now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what's the... All right. Are we going to cool. have a threesome? Are we going to do a Jean Grey and, you know, Logan Cyclops and, and Logan? Scott Summers? Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. But they fly. Again, the meme moment happened, which you hated. Yeah, it's the Russian guy puts on the, I don't even know his name. It's the it's the smiley throat singing guy though. Trollo guy, Trillo which was guy. like what the what the fuck like, are you? What doing? is happening? He goes, my grandma used to sing it to me. It calms me down, and it's like you're just doing it for the memes, writers. We see you, we see right through you. <laughs> it was, and they're flying in the air. La, 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 la. And it's it was like, not what. Like, what is happening? I'm sorry. Worst audio dubbing ever. It Mm -hmm. did not fit. It was so out of place and should not have been done. Granted, I will say, 
I laughed my ass off when I saw it in theaters and just hear that playing super loud over the speakers. Again, maybe it wasn't laughing out of humor. Maybe it was me acknowledging laughing like how me. absurd this shit is. You were <laughs> laughing like me. Keep in mind, when I was laughing at this movie, I was not laughing at entertainment. I was laughing at how god-awful it was. Baffling, some of the shit that happens in this like, film what were you? Were you people high when you wrote the script? Yeah. Alright guys, before we get into this writing session, uh, here's a bong. If we all take a rip, I feel like we'll just be closer together. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> y'all took some Adderall and wrote like Brian. Oh my god. Like, just visit George R.R. R. Martin. Like Doctor Strange magical mystery tour thing where it's like you guys were definitely on acid when you wrote that like he he flies through space in through his own eye and then there's a bunch of baby hands <laughs> yeah but at least uh, yeah I don't at know. least that was you know mm-hmm. th- at least that was a part of the plot it was pivotal it was necessary exactly and so they get to the city and they both, like, they all have superhero landings, except for one who slides in from the corner. To which I'm like, what is this more weird humor? Like, this is supposed to be epic. What is this? <laughs> yeah. But then they start fighting, and it's rad. It's an awesome fight sequence. The fight, the choreography, mm-hmm. like I said, is, is absolutely like they, 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 they punch one of them, he absorbs the kinetic energy and, like, re-channels it. And then one robot slides under the other robot and just, like, smacks the thing. One dude has, like, an electric whip, and one's, like, super fast. And, like, Saber Athena, that's the only one I remember. She's super fast and, like, has has dual swords, which are super cool. It's awesome. She's, like, high-kicking and stabbing. It's so, it's such a great sequence. And then Newt's on the roof, and he sends out these, like, electronic things i don't even know what the heck they were and apparently i saw from the trailers there was going to be a scene where like those things are fighting on the ground and you see nate scott eastwood's character shooting at them with a gun and i'm like okay i can see why you didn't have that in (laughs) because that would be making no sense (laughs) well it would have fit with the tone of the rest of the movie yeah well because they they come out and they like all the monsters that are getting beat they like have them merge together into one big ass monster Right. And, it, and it it roars like Godzilla yeah yeah straight up and like breaks windows causes cars to fly but it wasn't I like the idea of a giant monster here's what I'm wondering if you were expecting to get a third what the heck are you doing for the final final boss let's make it even bigger let's make it the size of earth yeah, it's like it's like the fourth Starship s- Troopers, where like the whole planet is a bug. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even get into the animated ones. I was done after two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh. I I was like watching. Say what you will about Marvel. two. Their concept was not bad. No, that's why I said I was done after two because three was just like okay, you got the original guy back. But, glad you uh... had to fill it with sex. Yeah, because that made a whole lot of sense. Exactly. But it's like this giant thing. Of course, one of the rookie guys just straight up charges it. And they're like, stand back. And they're like, no, we got this. And I'm like, oh, do you got this? Do you? Which is <laughs> exactly why they called you cadets. Yeah, like you're disobeying a direct order. And as a result, they get bitch slapped across the, <laughs> the city and one of them dies. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. How, how stupid do you need to be to disobey an order with that because that's called 
court-martialing. Yeah, exactly. When you get back. So you would have thought if you're smart enough to make it into this government program, because, you should realize that you will get your ass court-martialed as soon as you're done. Well, they were all charging, and then three of them got knocked down, but they're the only one that didn't. So it's and we, sorry when your superior says hold back, you, you hold, hold back. back. <laughs> there are very minimal. Like if you know that you can save lives mm-hmm. and you have enough confidence, but and again, you, it's looking from a perspective. You were also pissed because the guy who kept running and was like, "We got this." He's not the one who died. The guy from Jesse, who we both agreed, one of the best actors in this movie, is the one who died. <laughs> yeah, and he should have died instead. He shouldn't, yeah, no. And that was very stupid. I mean, it was like, yeah, oh, you're killing off all these good, likable characters. And spoiler, and he's the only cadet that dies. Why just kill one off? You know what I mean? Well, like, it's kind of like, why, why kill all the what? ethnicities off? Because <laughs> the only people, major ethnicities that died in this movie, people who died were ethnicities if you think about it yeah because marshall the marshall died too he was, he was chinese yeah yep yeah mako's japanese and japanese this guy's and indian this is indian so it was like that was another thing that really pissed me off is he indian movie. or is he like pakistani or no i believe he's indian okay um but that really pissed me off too because i'm like why do you need to kill every single fucking ethnicity in this movie no white person dies in this movie yeah no major white person dies in this and why did you have to take the one good guy that was really fun that was white and turn him into a d-list villain yeah exactly (laughs) i'll take over the world (laughs) and also hi skeletor yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah and it's like the other part of this too hey man oh my god why did you need to feel the need to when one of the mechs got bitched when the, one of the uh J- jaegers got bitch slapped mm-hmm. why did their fist need to s- barely touch a car it touched and a car and it was like and see see that's i think again us having an issue with that is more an issue with this movie as a whole because in pacific in the first pacific rim his foot touches like a metal thing and bends it and there's some birds that fly his fist touches a pendulum thing and it moves slightly and we both enjoyed both of those moments but at this point it's like because it was all nothing but stupid ass comedy that drained my brain like this had way more comedy than the first pacific rim and i feel like Call me crazy. I feel like it might have been because this movie was probably made so they could market toy sales. Which I hate it when that happens. Sorry. Like, I enjoy movies that are made for the sake of being movies. Like, and it's like... The first movie made fun of the fact that they made toys out of kaijus. (laughs) Well, yeah, and... It's also like... Well, it's just like, what what runs through your head when you're making these types of movies? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to have a serious overtone. When you Mm -hmm. make Gwen Stacy getting killed Mm -hmm. in The Amazing Spider-Man, you don't put a freaking laugh track over it. Yeah. You don't put, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, it's like... It's... That's what it felt like to me a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. It's weird. But... Uh, they the other three start fighting it because they have to. It has three brains that they have to take out. Sure, you figured that out. Why not? Um, <laughs> and they get two, but all the Jaegers get like freaking wrecked, man. <laughs> like it sucks. And then it starts just walking towards Mount Fuji, but then they drop in Scrapper, who's being remotely piloted by Zhao. 
Which are, was... are they just making us try to love her? Like after spending the whole movie making sure we hated her, so we wouldn't expect the switch. Yeah, which was very <laughs> stupid. Your your yeah. character of non caring should speak for itself. Make us like her at first if you're doing this. Like, like it, it was the same thing with Kylo Ren, except for the very get go. Mm-hmm. What was nice about Kylo Ren is that they made him with the confliction. Mm-hmm. So already in the first movie, you kind of sympathize with him because you were yeah. like, he doesn't really want to do this, but he feels like this is the only way at this point. Oh, he feels like he has to do it to be who he is going to be. <laughs> yeah. This so, one, she she just feels like maybe there was a lot riding on the business that they didn't get into in the plot, but she feels like she's just being rude for the sake of being rude. Like, I don't... Yeah, and... And now she's doing what, self-sacrifice? I don't what, buy it. What, what I don't really, buy it. What really pissed me off, too, is that like we said last week, the, the the robot does all these Sonic the Hedgehogs off these buildings and just completely obliterates them and jumps through multiple ones. And it's like, yeah, it's cool, but... Scrapper, yeah. It just felt like, at that point, it was just destruction for destruction. Well, and I like the concept of it being a Jaeger that's small enough to just be piloted by one person. That's cool And remotely. Me. But it was like, you don't need to add more destruction now just for the sake of destruction. You can't make that up because you didn't decide to put kaiju in it. Mm-hmm. I do like the bit where he's like, because they're going to, their, their idea is they're going to use the fuel cell to launch them into the atmosphere. And then they're going to double fist dive through the thing and kill it. Sure. Like use themselves as a missile, essentially. Because I guess every Pacific Rim movie has to end with Gypsy dying. I guess. Apparently. Or there being no Jaegers left. I guess. I don't freaking know anymore. <laughs> it really shows that Del Toro should have just came back. Yeah. Yeah. He would have given us a great sequel and we'd probably have a third one by now. Yeah. And it should have been clear when it came to stuff like Terminator. Mm-hmm. Why James Cameron said, you should just wait till I make time. Yeah. Exactly. And surprise, surprise. <laughs> nope, cash grab took took precedent over that, and bad movie. So, <laughs> they, um... They, no, the funny part is when they're he's bringing the thing, and John Boyega's character goes, Yeah, move those little legs. <laughs> I did like that. All of John's comedic dialogue was great, I feel like. That's just because John Boyega is John Boyega. He's great. It's hard he, to get away from how amazing he is. He's awesome. So... They, like, weld it to the fist, they fly it in the air, um, and then they kind of dive down. Oh, and I forgot to mention, during the whole fight thing, Nate got hurt, so now Amara is piloting with Jake. I guess maybe I forgot to mention it, because they don't make a big deal out of it. I really didn't. Other than the fact that when she's running, and she slow-mo jumps to try and get to the Jaeger, she's just caught in the hand... Like, it's nothing. Why do we have a dramatic moment if just the hand the was going to pick her up? Use of slow-mo. And I understand. Ridiculous. I understand. Movies in 3D, great. But we don't need that many slow-motion shots. I'm sorry. Michael Bay makes nothing but explosions in, that, in the Transformers movies, and we don't need you, that every single second. You want to show me slow-mo shots? Do it of, like, the monsters fighting. Like, in the first one, when... You, when Leatherback gets punched and his face caves in. That's an awesome slow-mo shot. All the slow-mo shots in this movie are of the people doing the most boring shit. Ooh, oh, I'm running. My hair is in the mid-air. Like, what, is, what are you talking about right now? And again, 
we are in no way insulting the actors. The actors did a great job. No, the We're editing. questioning the, the Director's editing. Director's choices. Yeah, and the script. Uh. To sign off on this. And, and another thing, too, is, like, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Spoilers for the final episode in season four. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Person versus Rick Sanchez. Yeah. The slow-mos for those were amazing, because not only was it a couple of awesome slow-mos, they did some Mortal Kombat shit. Yeah. By showing x-rays of what was happening with Rick's body. Awesome. And how mm-hmm. cybernetic everything was inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it was boss. It was how a slow-mo scene, like, when you think of it, should be. Like, every time he got punched, it would be, like, multiple yeah. stills of Bird person, or Phoenix person, and Rick punching each other. Which is cool. And it was like, you couldn't have done this with that? Yeah. So... The biggest lack of kaiju was what really killed... Yeah, because that's the whole point of these movies. But so, they end up flying it to space. They don't have front shield protection, so I don't know how they're breathing. You pointed that out. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. And they kind of double fist, dive down, and they're going to use Jake's escape pod, because they only have one in in Gypsy, because they use Nate's already. But it doesn't work, so they both just get in Scrapper, and Avenger flies through it in spectacular fashion. I agree. Special effects, people. Good job. That looked awesome. <laughs> it's what George Lucas tried to replicate when blowing up Alderaan in his later Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Like, just the shockwave of, like... The sideways shockwave, too, mm-hmm. is what made this work so well. Yeah, it reminded me of the... Uh, the the seismic charges that yes both it has were literally um, sucks every bit of air even sound <laughs> of the sound and air out of the thing it just goes yeah it reminds me of that so yeah it turns out they're both fine they have like a funny moment they throw snow at each other but i was okay with it because they're young you know yeah it felt out of place but it was like okay but you get to celebrate because again Mm -hmm. you just did wipe the kaiju out of existence again you obliterated it both fists through the face like it was awesome the fact that it was ripped in half Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they also captured newt and there's an end credit scene where they're interrogating him and he's like do you think you'll stop us and he goes oh yeah because we're taking the fight to them. Something along those lines. And it's like, uh, why? Why does the third one always have to be, we're taking the battle to them? Transformers did it. Independence Day tried to do it. Sorry, second one tanked. Wow. Wow, that movie. Wow. Why are you doing it? Like, why Why is the third one got to be, we're no longer defending Earth. We're going on the attack. You couldn't have gone on the attack in the second one? I feel like it's always been kind of like a final thing. But it's like, you can always do it differently. Yeah. Ex- or do what do what Infinity War did. Mm-hmm. Split into two parts. Yeah. Come back, realize that you might have to go back or go to other locations. Yeah. It'd be cool if maybe they did, if they pulled like... Have you ever seen Falling Skies? Yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but I have all five seasons. It's a great show. It's on HBO Max if anyone here wants to check it out. Highly recommend that show. But it's basically an alien invasion show. And then in the later season, spoilers, they team up with other aliens to fight these aliens. Which I think I made it to that. Mm -hmm. But it's a thing of like, 
wait, what if they, like, what if Earth got t- contacted? Because the, these aliens, the precursors, they've obviously, like, terraformed other planets and taken their resources before. There's got to be, like, some aliens out there who, like, escaped or survived. Same with the kaiju, because the fact that they're coming from a different dimension. Exactly. Like, have the other aliens, like, go with you and, like, team up and help you share share what knowledge they know and get some revenge for their planets, too, you know? I'd love to see some alien characters in this movie that are good guys, you know? Which kind of also didn't make sense that the rift even opened back up or that they didn't find a different way. Well, they opened it up because the the drones were sharing their energy to open a hole oh, in space time. So that, that I bought to an extent, okay. I guess. Cause it was kind of like, okay, which I'm glad they did. Cause like the first one, they kind of destroyed their means of coming back. You made me realize another thing, Noah. Okay. So they say that all three of them popped up in different places on earth and they were all converging towards Mount Fuji. Why didn't they have all the drones just land outside of Japan? And then shoot the lasers. And then a bunch of monsters come up and they're right there. Because that would have been too expensive and make too much sense for her. That would have made too much sense for the plot. It would have made too much of a triple A movie with a triple A studio of effects and a triple A sense into the fact. And we'd already got. These are aliens who have done multiple conquests you think they would have been smarter <laughs> they were smarter in the first one evidently, yeah but apparently they got dumber because they were super smart in the first one because they didn't expect you know what that would explain it what if their smartest people were on in, the, in that area that gypsy danger blew up i'm pretty sure that's <laughs> like the, the head idea. of their government and their science community i'm pretty sure that's the only way that they could do it considering the fact of well just Either that or saying how stupid they were with the brains of humans. Exactly. Human-made kaiju. Which, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, was he screwing the brain or something? No, no, no. It's probably, he was probably using tissue from the brain and making clones of okay, it. Okay, because it's still just as weird. Yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still upsetting for that character. why they do Because it it's like, dude. Ugh. And were they going to have a thing? Are you sleeping? You're sleeping with mother brain. For the third one, were they going to have a thing where Newt's evil the entire time and then they break him out of it and he's just going to be good again? And we're just going to accept that? Like, no. Yeah. Or were they going to have him do a noble sacrifice like every movie series does? (laughs) Yeah, it was just very unnecessary, very unneeded. And I could have very much done without it. And I was very much glad when this movie ended. (laughs) And again, fight sequences are great. If you enjoy that bit, watch it. We're both just saying we did not care for the plot. (laughs) Still enjoyed it. It's a great movie overall. Yeah, I give it a a solid C. You know, it's just... I give it a C plus because of its mm -hmm. effects. effects. And again, the point of these movies is to watch monsters fight robots. So, sure. I give it a 60... Well, I give it probably a 59 to 60%. In my scale, I'll give it a, I'll give it a sixty-five or a seventy. I'd say again, it's just there's some points in the plot that we just can't overlook because it just feels very like they're doing Del Toro dirty. Like they just yeah. took his concept and then changed some stuff plot-wise. Yeah, and you can't do that. You can't replicate a movie, include some new stuff, and mm-hmm. then hope it works. Exactly. Like you can't just take a concept from someone and then just 
And try it. Take the characters and just disrespect everything that they stood for. Exactly. And we all know what I exactly. Feel about in, those. In, to the director, if you ever hear this, you ain't gonna hear this shit. Um, I, I'm sure you tried the best you could. It's just we weren't fans. Sorry. No, I mean, just fans of the visual effects. Yeah. Whatever choreography went down was greatly mm-hmm. great that that got approved. But great casting. No, no, not the there. The never story. needs to be a screenplay with more than. I don't care even if the series turned out good. There does not need to be a screenplay written by more than two people. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like TV shows where you got a writer's room of twenty coming up with bits. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You have that when you are writing a show. Mm-hmm. Movie not is a different. movie. Yeah, yeah. Unless they are writing a trilogy, in the case of like Turbo Kid. Mm-hmm. Where they knew what they wanted, and more or less, the reason that they all directed it is probably because they each had different segments, and that's why Turbo Kid turned out the way it did. Exactly. So, but without further ado, that was Pacific Rim Uprising. What did you guys think? Let us know on our Instagram, our Facebook community. Get connected over there. Email us at nerdsourgmail.com, or feel free to con- that to drop a comment. On the YouTube post as we upload them yeah, in there too. Yeah, you can watch them on YouTube. Leave a comment there. Um, yes, and then uh, when this uploads, it shall simultaneously uh, be in sync with Spotify and Anchor. So they should yeah. upload at the same time at noon every day. Uh, about 12.15, I believe it is, mm-hmm. on YouTube mm-hmm. daily. And if you are not listening on this to Anchor or Spotify, um, please tell whoever or well, however well, you're listening to it. Well, let's be clear, because we are pre-recording this, so I wouldn't put it past us that we could possibly be put on other platforms. Yeah. By that point, it's just a very, like, have you experienced things where we're getting put on platforms and we're not getting any credit for it? Nope, not yet. But uh, if you are listening to it on a shady site, considering the fact that we do only upload to three As of uh, recording this, yeah. Yeah then uh, I don't know how you're listening to this and tell whoever that they're not supposed to be listening on there. Yeah, I mean, again, we'll update accordingly. when We'll announce our ch- on our channel and our Facebook when we're getting put on new platforms. So check that, and like, if we are announced that we are on there now, like, don't, yeah. don't, don't weasel on anybody. Or, us, email, or email us, you know? Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. And email us what platform you prefer, and we'll try our best to get on there. If you want us to be on Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, Apple, we'll try. Yeah. Give our best. Google Play, whatever. Which I think Google Play just changed their policy because Google Music no longer exists. But we're, we are working on that. As of the time of this video. By the time this comes out, this is old news. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're working to get we're we're working to get out to as many of you as you can so you can hear us either compliment and praise or rant and destroy movies. What else do we do with our time? Exactly. Yeah. So not there for further Without further ado. ado. Yeah. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be reviewing the 2014 film Godzilla. Which is also great. And a perfect example of what can happen both good and positive. Positive and negatively. Mm-hmm. With too much of a story during a kaiju movie. I will say. It's the best American made Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't talk about Matthew Broadwick. He's a great guy. It's just wow i liked that movie when i was a kid but wow <laughs> yeah yeah so um he's noah sweeta he's the thing street makers and this has been film nerds are so long everyone see ya thanks for listening Bye bye